Dear Holy Spirit, we do just welcome your presence. Um, this morning I felt that the, uh, as James and Lynn speak, that it's like they're sowing seed and the soil is really ready around us. And so we want to be good soil, we want to hear what it is that you want to say to us, Lord. And we want to be changed people as a result. So we welcome your presence and we thank you for them. Amen. Good morning. Thank you very much for having us. Um, we're not actually that old, even though we've, <laughs> we've been around the vineyard for years and years. It's not like, you know, decades or anything, because we're really, despite, despite my appearance, we're actually really young um, and vibrant, youthful and all that good stuff. Right, so, um, yes, as Nigel said, so the title of this morning, Jesus, so, so it's the continuation of the, of the series, Simply Jesus, and we want to look at Jesus the Healer. Um, so just, just to say, you know, I mean, when, when we have a takeaway, there's, there's the main dish, isn't there? So not sure how this talk's going to go. We've tried to rehearse <laughs> as much as possible. Could be a spectacular failure. But the main takeaway, the chicken tikka masala, the sweet and sour chicken balls, whatever it is you want to take away from this morning, Jesus heals. Okay, please hear that. That's what we want to try and present and explain and expand on. So, yeah, if nothing else, if you think anything else from this morning, just take that away. So um, I'm going to hand over to Lynn uh, to explain why we've got a cryptic picture of keys up there. Yeah, morning. We're so excited to be here. Thank you for having us. We really do love you guys. There's so many faces. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done and all your prayers and all your support. Um, but yeah, picture of keys. So a few weeks ago, I was in the prayer meeting here. Um, the week before, we had the offering um, for the roof. And I had a very clear picture of keys. And what it was that God was saying was one key was financial breakthrough. Another key was um, in the matter of healing. Another key was for uh, relationships to be restored. Um, another key was for anyone who was lost to come and be saved. And it felt like what God was saying was what he was going to do in the finances, he was going to do in healing. And he was going to do in salvations. And he was going to restore relationships. And he's an all-in God and he's passionate about all of it. And so the very next week, if you guys haven't been around church, there was an offering and um, a heart offering for the church here and the roof. And it was a massive offering. God came through with finances big time and we're still celebrating that. And so we're quite excited because a few weeks on, then we get to talk about healing and what God's done in the finances, he wants to do in healing and what he's done in the heal and healings, he'll do in salvations and in relationships. And so um, we're excited. We've seen some of it, but we're excited about what more he wants to do this morning and in the life of this church. Okay, so we want to turn to Mark chapter 2. <clears throat> this is our main text for the morning. So if you've got Bibles or your Bible apps, if you just want to open that. So it's Mark chapter 2, <clears throat> starting at verse 1. Uh, the text is obviously up there, but I'll read it out as well. <clears throat> a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, 
Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easy to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we've never seen anything like this. So carrying on from what, um, what Lynn was just saying about the keys and God wanting to unlock more goodness and blessing in more areas, I want to spend a few minutes just looking at how God cares about every part of us. Now, I did have some really whiz-bang PowerPoint animation in this, you know, to celebrate the new projector, but apparently it doesn't work. <laughs> so, um, the, the passage is obviously an account of physical healing. That's like, you know, Jesus heals paralyzed man. That's the, that's the headline. But it's also an account of how Jesus accepts and affirms the man, how he forgives him and restores him and heals him physically. It shows God's agenda for us is one of, one of wholeness. He restores the whole person. So in the passage, Jesus says three things to the paralyzed man. The first thing he says is son. In the equivalent passage in Luke 5, he says friend. So this is a statement of honor and acceptance. Counter to the culture of the day that said illness came from sin and was a, was a form of punishment. Jesus acknowledges and accepts him. The second thing he says is, your sins are forgiven. Reinforcing acceptance and stating that this man was officially righteous before God. And of course, forgiveness is an essential part of starting to enter into and continuing life with Jesus. And then the third thing he says, I'll tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Meeting that man at his point of need, but also by doing that, validating the other two things that he said, that he is a son, that he's a friend and he's forgiven. So as I said, the, the culture at the time associated illness and disability with sin. So anyone with a chronic illness or disability was seen as cursed and punished by God. So it was highly likely that the paralyzed man did have probably some, some sort of guilt complex or a massive burden of guilt placed on him by, by society, not by God. Jesus ministers to him by healing him physically, but also publicly honoring and restoring him, telling him, telling everyone that he's forgiven. He doesn't say that the paralysis was the man's fault. He doesn't say it wasn't his fault. It doesn't matter. Jesus forgives him and restores him regardless. So there are plenty of other passages where Jesus shows how he wants to bring light, hope and comfort and, and freedom into our lives. In, in, his, um, in his first sermon, um, which is in Luke 4, he quotes Isaiah 61. I'm just going to read the, the first few bits, but he says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from, from darkness for the prisoners. And in Matthew 11, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So one of the things I felt strongly for this morning, um, of, of one of the things that God wants to do among us and, and for us here, is, is to bind up the brokenhearted and, and set people free from shame. You know, it's, it says, like in Jesus' first sermon, he, he says, this is what I'm here to do. I'm here to proclaim the good news, to bind up the brokenhearted. So if, if that resonates with any of you, if any of you are feeling brokenhearted or disappointed, 
If any of you feel like you're carrying shame, then I think Jesus wants to minister into that and, and, and set you free from that and bind your broken hearts up and set you on the road to, to health and freedom in those areas. And, and don't worry, we're not going to do a, a call for all those with shame, come to the front now, because that's like probably the worst thing you can do. So we're, we're going to try and mix it in with all the other, there's, there's a whole load of people that, that we want you know, to encourage to receive prayer and ministry this morning. So we'll try and sort of mix it all up so that you don't, you know, oh, there's the shame person. Um, but, you know, seriously, if, if that resonates with you, then please, please allow God to minister this morning. Please grab someone, get some prayer. Don't, if, that, if, if you know that's in your heart now, don't persuade yourself between now and the end out of getting some prayer. Don't convince yourself that, oh, that was just a, you know, a bit of wind or something, okay? Please, please make sure you get some prayer because I really think God wants to minister into that this morning. Because um, the, the most fantastic news in the Christian gospel is that Jesus, Jesus has this life of, of love and goodness in him, and he, he sets the standard for how we should live. But he doesn't leave us helpless. He doesn't leave us paralysed on our mats as we as we look at him, longing for a life like his, but with no means of of having one. He offers and invites us to enter and share his life with him, share his love, his goodness, his wholeness. So I'm now going to pass over to my lovely wife. Yeah, is that right? Oh, and we've got some actual photos from the event. Did they put on the words? Who knew? Sorry? What, for the expectation? That's after the photos. Shall I do the photo tour first? Okay, all right. So this is Jesus. What? Okay. Go for so, the words. Go for the words. The, the train wreck starts. We need the right words. Okay. All right. I'm just going to I'm just going to whiz through these and then whiz back to them afterwards. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Nothing like stealing the thunder. <laughs> um, our highest priority this morning is just to be trying to listen to what the Holy Spirit's doing and put our hand to that. And I'm just getting this thing in my head and I'm just, I'm going to have to say it, that I really feel like God's celebrating that the angels are with us this morning. And um, we love God, we love the Holy Spirit, we love Jesus with us, and yet he also sends his messengers to help us. And I, I just feel to state that. So we, we celebrate that. We celebrate any help we can get. Um, so this, uh, back to the story with the paralytic, um, it was a messy day. This was a messy day, and I, for me, I found it really helpful to put myself actually in the story and imagine it. Um, but the thing that we get on all sides is there was a high expectation that Jesus was going to do something. There were, th well, maybe not thousands, there were hundreds of people in this place. The backdrop to this was that a man with leprosy had been healed. He had been told not to tell anyone but the high priest. He totally disobeyed that, told everyone, and the news had gone wild. That basically, if you could get to Jesus, something good was going to happen in your life. So this house is crowded out. Just before this, they couldn't even get into the towns because um, Jesus couldn't go into a town because too many people tried to get to him. So he is the exciting person to be with. This house is crowded. They can't get near the door even to here. So there is expectation from the crowd that Jesus is good and he will do something for them. There's obviously high expectation from the four friends. This is quite a comical picture. 
They trundle along with their friend on a stretcher. See, they can't get in. They don't say, okay, we'll go home or we'll wait outside and hope Jesus wants to come in. I love this, this picture of them then causing absolute chaos. They rip open a roof. They're basically vandalizing someone else's house, doing the totally socially unacceptable thing to get this, their friend to Jesus. And in the middle of it, you think this isn't a nice, tidy picture. This looks a lot nicer than I think it is. There's going to be scaffolding or whatever. There's roof falling in. There's a mess. And if you're standing anywhere near Jesus, you would have had roof coming on your head. This is not a tidy picture, but I love the drama. To be honest, I do quite like a drama, so this is my kind of story. Um, But next to Jesus, he he can cope with the mess. Again, he can cope with our mess. He can cope with the chaos. And the important thing is he said he saw the faith in the friends and then turned to the paralytic and said, your sins are forgiven. Their faith, the friend's faith, caused a response in Jesus to say to the man who is paralytic, your sins are forgiven, and then get up and walk. And it's an incredible thing that, one, there's huge relief. If we're sick today, if we're struggling, we don't actually have to come with the faith, but there does need to be in the faith in the room somewhere. Your friends need to have faith. There needs to be an expectation of Jesus coming through. And the wonderful thing is in actually declaring that his sins were forgiven, Jesus was also revealed as God. And so we've kind of listened to this picture and it's exciting. It's kind of like, wow, this is the kind of story that you kind of wanted to be in the middle of. But uh, to be honest, I was kind of challenged as I was listening while reading it that I thought, is there sometimes a bit of a kind of a separation between the story we hear and what our Monday morning looks like that actually... This can feel a little bit distant to what our lives are actually like. And I know for me and James, we've been kind of wrestling that of what, uh, what does it take to have that kind of expectation? That we would do the totally crazy thing if we felt God was asking us to do it. That maybe we'd go in and, I don't know, break a few windows. Like, what does it look like in our lives? But it's that just do anything it takes to get our friends to Jesus. And, um, and we really felt to pause now because we were going to trundle through the whole talk and then do ministry at the end. But the thing is that Jesus deeply cares for us as his kids and his friends. And he deeply cares about the conditions of our hearts. And it was really the question of what can hinder us living a life fully all out for God like this that these friends were actually doing in that moment. And um, the picture I felt God gave me was of this beach and it was cluttered, there was stuff on the beach. And I was like, what is that? And it felt like one, it can almost be the busyness of life that to be honest, for a lot of us, I think sometimes just getting to the end of the day is enough. To actually then have the compassion or the heart or the space to hear what God is saying and move on it and work on behalf of someone else and create the space for Jesus to be revealed is quite low down on the priority. We're just getting through. And God knows that and he cares about us. But recently, I've been listening to talks by Bill Johnson as well about um, what's your heart for the things I'm doing? Are you on the stuff I'm doing? Or is there some stuff that is good, but God wouldn't have me been put my hand to? And so we're trying to be quite ruthless about that. Of God, if you're not in it, we don't want to be near it. And, and, it, and some things he say, well, I probably didn't start, but he just, we invite him in and show us how to do this life. The other thing was disappointment. This particular talk, when I first got it, was a, I was a little bit disappointed we had this particular passage because for me it had a bit of a negative association. I was reminded of this um, lady we'd prayed for and I'd had this picture of the paralytic being le- lowered to Jesus. And if I'm honest, she didn't do so well. She didn't get healed in the way I hoped. And the reality is that healing, praying for healing, is, can be a tricky thing. 
And sometimes we see the most incredible things. And, we've, and if we've been doing this a while, it, the reality is if you pray for people, you will see them healed. This, uh, I think it was John Wimber said, if you pray for 200, you'll see someone healed. And that has been our experience. But the reality is we don't always see it. And what do we do with our hearts and our pain and our disappointment from that? And if we're not careful, that part of our hearts gets pushed down and we go, oh, we're all right, we'll keep going. And actually Jesus really cares about that part of our hearts, the part that actually hurts a bit and is gutted. And of course, this is part of the now and not yet of the kingdom, that sometimes we pray and Jesus comes through now and he brings his kingdom in power. And oh my goodness, what a privilege to be anywhere near that. But the reality is we live in the not yet as well, that sometimes we know that Jesus will come back and in that day we will see all that we hope and long for, but we are in that in between. And so we wanted to just spend a moment, if it's okay, that if anyone's feeling that, even slightly weary from the busyness of life, or that you've had maybe some disappointments that associate with healing, and actually in my own life I know it can then also lead to unbelief that my expectation isn't quite so high the next time that condition comes up. I'm not quite so quick to go, oh, I'll pray for that. I think I'll, pray, I'll get on the phone to Steve or someone else who I know who likes to pray for healing, and I'll ring a friend. And actually, what God wants is for all of us to be able to push in and see this in the everyday of our lives. So if it's okay, I just wanted to just pause for a moment and just invite Jesus into our hearts. And um, we never wanted it to be a, just go and heal the sick without acknowledging there's some heart stuff in this. Um, so I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. If you identify with that at all, maybe put your hand on your heart. And, um, and we're just going to ask Jesus to wash through us and refresh us this morning. So come, Holy Spirit. We love the fact that we get to do this stuff, but God, I invite you in for where there's some cluttered stuff in our hearts, for where that can be emotional, that can just be busyness, and in some ways our heads can lower. And I ask you, wash, us, wash through us, remove the disappointment and give hope this morning. Even any shock that has come in, even this week, come in and bring relief, because you are our God and you care for us deeply. And you want to revive and refresh our heart of compassion. And God, forgive me for any unbelief that you are God of the miraculous and I want to put my hand to that. So come, Jesus, and take your place and wash through our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. So one of the other things in, in the passage that we read is this, this whole thing of, of Jesus being God. And I just wanted to talk about that and why it's so important. So in the, in the passage, Jesus confronts the teachers of the law who are offended by him pronouncing forgiveness over the paralyzed man because they say, you know, well, only God can do that. And he doesn't argue with them. It's like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he refers to himself as the son of man, which is kind of a weird thing because you kind of think, well, surely son of God is a bit more you know, it's a couple of leagues up from Son of Man, but actually it's, it's, it's a direct reference to um, Daniel chapter seven. It's a, very, it, it's a very unambiguous reference that he makes here, and everyone would have known, especially the teacher of the law, would have known what he was referring to here. In Daniel, 7, sorry, in Daniel chapter seven, verse 14, it says about the Son of Man, he was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshiped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Not bad. Pretty kind of, pretty God with a big G kind of territory. So that's, that's who he's referring to himself as. 
And, you know, and he says, yes, I am God. And to prove it, I'll heal this man whose sins I've just forgiven. And then he does it. Boom. So, you know, that's, uh, let me just, go on here. So it's, it's about the most important thing that we, we can ever know, that Jesus is God. He loves us. He wants to restore us. He wants to restore how we should be and restore that relationship that we should always have had with him. Restoration, restoration. He comes to restore. He comes to save and heal and put things back to the way they should always have been. And this is, this is really important. I'm so grateful for that time of worship because it's great. It's, it's so good, you know, and it's, it seems so important. I mean, there's lots of testimonies about how... Um, our experience of healing could be transformed by a time of worship beforehand. Because when we come to God and ask him for healing, it's really important that we recognise that he's God. Really important. Because he's not a genie. He's not a genie that grants our wishes. He's God. He has a plan. He has an agenda. It's his kingdom. And, um, and when we come to him, we need to recognise we're in the place of need. He's, it's his job to, to provide and that's and he's God, and uh, and, and that's, that's when life works. It works when, you know, when we put him in his proper place and we centre our lives around him. Um, so, I think that the, the invitation, as we well know, the invitation is, is to come to him and experience that life and share that life with him, share, share that wholeness, that health that he wants to give us. Um, and as well as that, he invites us into the adventure of following him and doing what he did. So that's what we're going to do. Stories. Yes, stories. So we're going to give some stories of where we've seen healing and, and hopefully try and illustrate that it can happen in a huge variety of different ways and contexts. <clears throat> so for me, uh, it was a few years ago, when I was even younger, um, and uh, I was, I mean, this is, this is proof that God can reach you anywhere. So I was actually in a house in Portsmouth. Uh, you know, and even, yeah, I know. Um, so God was even there. And I woke up one morning and, um, and my eyes were streaming and my nose was going. And it was a, just a really, really bad hay fever day. It was one of those disabling hay fever days where it's just like really difficult to function and do anything because it's just like, and uh, Lynn was actually away at the time, so I was just there on my own, and I just said, in a really quite pathetic way, oh God, heal me. <laughs> and about 30 seconds later, it all completely gone, and I haven't suffered from hay fever since. Okay? So it can be, yeah, I mean, thank, thank God, it's, it's amazing. Um, my, my brother still suffers with it, and I've prayed for him, and he still suffers with it, but it's just, just such enormous blessing for me. Obviously, I think that, sh I think, I think that, I think that, yeah. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, keep it light, yeah, all right. I mean, I, you know, I think God has favourites, right? No. Um, uh, so, anyway, it can, it can be as simple as that. Um, we, um, another example, sorry, shall I stop? <laughs> um, another example is, uh, so a colleague of mine who's not a Christian, he came round to our house uh, probably a couple of years ago and his little boy um, had profound hearing loss. They were wondering why his sort of speech wasn't developing and stuff, and they, and they found out, the doctors found out that he had profound hearing loss. Um, so he said, well, look, do you mind if we pray for him? And he was like, mm, yeah, okay. 
So we prayed for him, and uh, and then over the you know nothing changed immediately, but over the next few months, um, his healing got better, and now it's completely normal, which is awesome. Now I keep rem- reminding him, well, you know, we we prayed for him, and he was like, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's, you know, he's very happy that his hearing's been restored, but he didn't he didn't sort of rush to my my desk and say, what must I do to be saved? But we'll we'll keep on praying for him and working on that. Um, Lynn, do you want to share some stories? Yeah, so I feel James is doing the funny and I'm doing the deep this morning, but here we go. Um, so actually a story for... Oh, no. I can't Half be the funny. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, so one of my stories was, uh, this was a few years ago actually, but it really shows the story of God caring about us emotionally as well as physically. So um, I was in actually a really abusive relationship in London, came home feeling, um, well, pretty broken and emotionally uh, was needing some prayer and some help. At the same time of that, physically, I was really struggling. I, I run with a low white blood cell count anyway, but at that time it particularly dropped and I was getting every flu and virus symptom, virus things all the time. And, um, and so my pastors at the time prayed for me and actually they prayed into the emotions um, that I'd be healed and that um, there, was even, there was some quite heavy stuff, obviously, if anyone's been in any kind of difficult, abusive relationship, you may get that. And it was um, even about even self-hating myself for just getting myself into that situation. But as I started to heal emotionally, what was wonderful was that my white blood cell count, my blood levels were being um, measured at the same time I was getting regular blood tests. And as I got the emotional healing, my blood levels came up. And as I got more emotional healing, my blood levels came up and the flu just stopped. And God healed me of that um, horrendous time. But it was, it was he healed the emotions and he healed the physical. Another story, um, just this, uh, well, just this week, I was at, last week I was at a conference. This woman had had floaters in front of her eyes 52 years since the age of nine. All she said was in this prayer time, Jesus, um, yes, Jesus. It was all very simple, and those floaters went in a moment. And for the first time in her life, she could see a white wall that didn't have splodges and floaters all over it. And, that, and it was just, yes, Jesus. He loves to heal. Um, another thing this week, I was at home base on Thursday um, with this lady, Jan. Um, they're shutting down home base, and it was a bit sad. All the staff you were talking to are going to be made redundant, and it was, you could just feel it was quite a hard place. Jan's normally a gardener. She's normally out in the garden section, but she was helping me with lamps. And um, so she was, she was basically crawling around on the floor trying to get the right plug and things, but then couldn't get up. She had bad knees. And I was like, oh, Jan, I'm late for school. I'm like, this isn't time, Jan. But Jan was obviously struggling. And other than trying to help this woman up off the floor, I was like, oh, and I'm doing a talk on Sunday about healing. I can't just ignore this poor woman. So, um, and hoped it might be a good story in the mix. But, and so said... Um, I said, Jan, I'm a Christian, would you like me to pray for you? She goes, oh, yes, I've got lots of friends who are Christians. And she continued to tell me how she had a pain in her wrist as well as her knees. So I said, well, I'll pray. She continued talking, and I said, well, I'll pray now. And I don't think she was quite expecting that. But So I said, in Jesus' name, will you um, heal Jan? Now, if I'm honest, I don't know her if her knees are healed or her wrists healed. But she said, oh, thank you so much. Can I hug you? So she's hugging me in the middle of home base, and I run off to do the school run and get everything else I needed to get done. But it was just that moment, that in that moment, that's what happened and it it was just like okay we're gonna have to pause this isn't a comfortable moment 
but I'm going to have to do this. Um, a couple of other stories last year, I was with a friend in a cafe. She had rheumatoid arthritis, and she told me about a trauma that she'd had five years ago. And I think I told her my own story because there's power in our stories. It's so important to keep telling our stories and keep celebrating what God's done for us. And I said, well, can we pray for you? Prayed for her then and then, and um, she got totally healed. She, she no longer has, next time I saw her, no joint problems. No problems at all. And again, it was just in the moment, but again, it was God showing what he'd done in my life, he wanted to do in someone else. He deeply cares about us as people and our emotions as well as in that situation. Um, and the only, yeah, there's a few others, but just we'll be quick. We really want this yeah. to be an active morning. You cannot do a talk like this and sit here. So in a minute, we're all going to be moving around because God is so active that it'd be rude to talk over that time. So um, to Jesus is what we're feeling. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and the last one was at uh, Joseph's key work at preschool. Paula was on my mind all day, and um, I was thinking, why is Paula on my mind? I've got to pray for her. How do I get to pray for this woman? But I had a key work appointment with her, and she, she suddenly told me how she had really bad neck pain. And I was like, okay, can I pray for you, Paula? And, and apparently she was waking up every morning, had done for a long time, and had to have quite serious painkillers. And so uh, me and Joseph and I think Noah just said a really quick prayer, and, um, and it worked out. Next time I saw her four days later, she goes, I've had no pain. She'd woken up the next four mornings absolutely pain-free. Now, there, I've got to be, I, there's, there's a tension in this, isn't it? Because she said, the next morning, she said, you know what, it's coming back a bit, Lynn. I've got that neck pain. And so um, that was the last day we were going to see her. So I gave her a Why Jesus booklet, explained to her how Jesus loved her and wanted to know her. And she, she kind of, she didn't want to make a decision then, but I left that with her. And, um, and I haven't, we, we don't see her now, but I know that Jesus was revealed to her and she knew she was loved and he moved on her behalf and we'll, we're hoping that the neck pain is totally resolved. So um, we are excited about the stories. This is for everyone to get and do. But one thing we felt just to pause on, and, um, and we're stepping out and we, we feel to do that this morning, is that the story was about Jesus forgiving someone and then healing them. That he does care about our spiritual matter, how we are with Jesus. And so we just wanted to give an opportunity, if anyone wants to come to know Jesus today, that here is a, it's a now day, that he loves you, he's passionate about you, he's, he's your creator. And it's something about choosing to respond to him and come into alignment with your God that then enables this great adventure of the kingdom that we're talking about. So I know Nigel gave an opportunity for people to pray this earlier. So this is, you know, maybe, maybe you paused and didn't do it earlier, maybe you did, but this we're just giving you another opportunity just to say for the first time, Jesus, yes, I want to know you and invite him into your life. Um, and if I'm honest, there's something about starting as you mean to carry on. We're not out to embarrass anyone, but there is something about saying yes to Jesus. There's something about faith and action that kind of matters. It kind of sets you before God as you want to carry on. So if anyone feels like that this morning, we'd really love it if you could put your hand up. We're not out to embarrass you. But if anyone would like to give their life to Jesus for the first time, or has been in a place where you know this isn't your story, that you, you've kind of walked away from God in some way, that your heart is cold towards him and you want to come back into alignment with him, we won't embarrass you, but we, do, we felt it was important to pause for that first before going on to praying for the sick and, um, and some other things we would like to pray for. So we're just going to give a couple of minutes, maybe if the rest of us can just shut our eyes. Um, and yeah, if anyone feels that this morning they'd like to give their life to Jesus or come back to him for the first, for, um, to make their life right with him again, 
then can you just put your hand up? Now, to be honest, I'm feeling to pray a prayer anywhere. At the moment, there's no hands up, but it, whether there's something God is doing on one of you or two of you, it's, it's too important to walk by. And so we're just going to ask Jesus into our lives. And, um, and I feel it, and, and if this is something you pray, it would be amazing if you could tell us afterwards, but we, I feel to pray it anyway, so we're going to go with that, if that's okay with you guys. So, Jesus, I invite you into my life. I thank you that you came. I thank you that you died on a cross for me. I'm sorry for my sin. Please forgive me. And please come into my heart by your Holy Spirit and show me how to live a life with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you've prayed that for the first time or you've come back to Jesus with that. There's something about that prayer that it feels like washes us all as well, to be honest. Then um, please let us know. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so this is where it gets risky and awkward. Who's got something that they want to be healed from? who's got a physical, tangible thing that they're suffering from now that we can pray for. Great. Cool. Would you like to come up? Thank you. What we feel is... Round of applause for our willing yeah, volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to do this. It's really, you know, it's so not about us and we're not trying to put on a show or anything. We're just trying to do this as, as a way, hopefully, as a way to equip and just show you a way of praying for someone. Like I said... And like we both said, it can just be as simple as, oh God, please heal me. Um, and, and it can be more complex and drawn out than that. So this is just one way of doing it. Yeah, I'm going to put it up there. So would you like to? Yeah, um, so we're going to run through this quite quickly because we want everyone else to have a go as well. Um, some of you will be aware of the five-step healing model. So we're just going to use it as a bit of a framework, but we're going to be quite speedy and see what God wants to do. So um, the first question is, what can we pray for? Um, I have a syndrome called restless leg syndrome and it's horrendous and I've had it for 30 years and it keeps you awake at night so that you'll get to a stage that you are desperate and you get woken up every two hours and you have to walk around, it's desperate. <laughs> so how will we know if it's healed? Is there any symptoms at the moment? No, it comes at night, uh, usually in the evening and then through the night, and then in the daytime it's okay. Um, are you okay if we pray for you? Do you know if there's any particular cause of this? Uh, I have no idea. It's a, it's a sickness that people don't know why it's caused, but they say they think it's to do with lack of dopamine in your brain because Parkinson's drugs help it, but... Uh. So, um, are you all right if I chat as well as... So, obviously, while we're praying, um, we're asking Jesus, is there anything else you want us to pray into? But the most important thing in all of this is that we show compassion and love for the person standing in front of us. 
that whatever happens, they go away knowing God totally loves them and they go away with their dignity as someone who's too special for us to mess about with. And, that, and, and we just can't reiterate the, enough that actually thank you for coming up and we, we want to honour you in this moment, to be honest. So how should I pray, if in doubt, come Holy Spirit and be healed? A very good prayers. Um, we, can, we can print that out <laughs> if, if anyone needs it. <laughs> so if, you, if you're right for us to pray... And we're just going to go for it. So, um, yeah. yeah. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just tell these symptoms to go in the name of Jesus. We just tell any uh, restless leg symptoms to go, that she would be free. Free of this in Jesus' name. So sometimes when we're praying, we're asking God and we're saying, God, come and do this. And sometimes with the gift of faith, you feel um, it's our, well, we're, we're commissioned to actually heal and pronounce healing and wholeness over someone and restoration. So we just command this illness to go now in the name of Jesus. More of you. More of you, Holy Spirit. We just speak complete restoration over you. Command your body to be whole and just the the way that God intended it to be, for everything to work in the way it's supposed to work. Thank you, God. Come, Holy Spirit. More More of of you. you. More of you, God. We can all be praying. Enjoy this to be a, encourage this to be a group team effort. We love praying as a team. Be pain-free, be um, any symptom-free in the name of Jesus from this day on. We ask that in Jesus' name. Come. I'm just going to ask, is anything happening? Um, I wouldn't know at the moment because, unfortunately, I'm fine at the moment. But uh, I just feel his presence. And I I knew it was something he wanted me to do, to come here today. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Thank you. We say yes and amen to that. I, f- I feel like it'd be good to keep um, praying. Amy, I don't know if... Could you come and keep praying? Is that or just keep praying while we carry on with um, the rest of some other words and things? The obvious thing is when to stop. If, any, if anyone else wants to come, maybe Jemima as well, if you want, we'll just keep praying in the background. Um, it, it, when to stop is the person gets healed. That's fine, just go for it. Um, just to, we stop praying when someone gets healed, um, when they've disengaged, or when we feel the Holy Spirit stopped. But never to stop taking medication, and we ask for the, um, that, that we tell them to go away and know that they're loved by God and get more prayer as well. But I feel that God wants to carry on moving here, but stuff to be prayed for this morning. So if you guys are right to, yeah, if you want to. Just stay here, that's fine. We're just, I'm going to move on. But girls, if you can carry on praying, um, because I feel God wants to do more there. So um, we're going to just go on and ask if there's any words for physical healing. Um, we have primed a few people. If you've got anything, now's the time. Jump up um, quickly. <laughs> um, and the other thing was that I felt like some of the testimonies we gave actually related to some people potentially. So if you've got, say, a low immune system, if you've got hay fever, um, if you've got a bad neck, um, 
if, you, if there's any arthritis, um, as well as, to be honest, if anything is not right today and you want healing, um, don't wait for us to say it. God's too big for that and he can do it. Okay. Um, I felt like there is, sorry, because <laughs> I'm short. <laughs> I felt like um, <laughs> there is somebody who needs healing of their, something to do with their right hip. Um, and also God gave me a picture of kind of like the outline of a body and like, I think it's like the nerve system through it. And I, I don't know if fibromyalgia maybe, um, but God wants to heal you and set you free from that. Um, I've got a confession. I know Lynn, I know she sometimes suffers from anemia, but I didn't know she was going to say that today. And I um, had anemia, and I don't know if anyone's suffering from that, maybe in its own condition, but sometimes maybe as a side effect from other drugs or treatment that you're having. Um, and, I, and I widen that out to um, uh, any chronic tiredness yeah. and also any blood conditions. Um, I just feel that, that that's something that... God wants to do something about, um, and also possibly somebody here with a bit of bone, bone missing, that, that might be a problem. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the immune system thing, I, I just keep getting that God wants to sort out bloods, whether it's a fatigue thing. I think we need to go for that in Jesus' name this morning. Um, always a bit loud. Something embarrassing that you wouldn't want said from the front. I've been healed from stuff that I wouldn't want to anyone else of you lot to know. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But if there's something that you would want Father to talk to you about privately, then that's one thing. Otherwise, he might come out with the microphone and then you'll have to respond. <laughs> um, and the other thing is restorer. I feel as though he's a restorer of all things. So if you've got something that you used to have and you want it back, now's your time. Thanks. So, um, again, this is not about us. This is, for, this is for the people of God to do this. This is what God invites us to do. So it's not about us being the magic healing people, okay? That's not it. So um, if, if you can, please, if any of those words relate to you. Oh, have you got one, Edward? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, please. In the meantime, we're going to prepare you to stand up and receive healing and for everyone around you to then get ready to pray through this prayer so we'll go for that after uh, seeing as Lynn you talked about floaters I have an experience of being totally healed instantly of floaters and it's never come back right. so if there's anybody here who has this yeah. it doesn't seem important but actually when it goes it's amazing great um, so if you could stand up now if any of those conditions relate to you at all um, or to be honest if there's anything else that you want healing for this morning it would be a privilege for the rest of us to pray for you so stand up um, as quick as you can if that's okay probably roughly um, we were going to kind of go for where you are yeah so any, any of the physical stuff or anything you know if you're feeling broken hearted if you're carrying shame the thing about shame it can, it can cause this cycle and God wants to break that cycle if you're carrying shame it can lead to a, a repeat of, of, of the stuff that led to it in the first place so if you want to be free of any of that stuff okay yeah so if, if yeah. Yeah, yeah so if, if yeah. you've stood up thank you so much for standing up and guys around these people please pray for them but guys if you want to receive prayer can you sort of move out to the aisles if that's possible so that people can gather around you a bit more easily. Use, um, the, use the space up here yeah. and at the back. And, 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 and people who haven't stood up, this is your commission. You are commissioned to pray 
for healing and restoration and, and whatever these people need. And God's here. God's going to do it. So just, just pray and just invite him like we've, like we've hopefully modelled for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so church, go. So go to these people. Um, another word has come in for atrial fibrillation. If you've got any heart complaint, get up. So um, really at this point, if you know Jesus, you are on the team and you're to stand up. There's a lot of people needing healing. So get up, move to where they are. This is part of loving our church. So get up, move, ask if... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do that, mate? Yeah. If you need prayer, could you put your hand up if, if, so that we make sure everyone's covered? If anyone, if anyone wants prayer and no one's praying for them at the moment, please put your hand up. Guys, look out, look out for the people with their hands up. Do we start moving through the first few minutes? Can do. And and guys, if you yeah, at least one man with one man and one woman. Yeah. Ideally, yeah. Ideally, you'd have one man. With every um, man and a woman praying for a woman, it's okay to kind of mix it up, but you do need one man with a man and one woman with a woman, if you possibly can. Um, if you aren't getting prayer for yet, keep your hands up because we do want to get to you. So come Holy Spirit, do what you want to do in this place. Bring your healing. So keep words fairly few. God doesn't need us to be chatting. So Holy Spirit, come. What can I pray for? Get a quick thing of what you are praying for. If you haven't started praying already, can I put my hand on your shoulder? Can I pray for you?